Ladies and germs, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's a pretty incredible day to be alive and well with you. It is uh, officially time for the spring slash summer sports to step onto the step into the microphone, to step onto the stage, or step off. Lady Vol softballs onto the super regional. Hey Brian, I didn't get a Celtic score last night. Um, fell asleep watching Uh-oh. the game. Who who won that one? I didn't get a I didn't get a score. We'll score, Brian. Who won? Wait, let me guess. The Celtics eked it out. Bino, your thoughts on the Celtics' effort in this series? Do you have a thought? Uh, yes. I, I don't. I don't know how to comment on something that hasn't occurred. <laughs> I mean, what, Brian, do they plan on joining the party, or the, everybody was getting on Grant Williams for showing some competitive fire? I guess that. I guess on their team, I guess that's that's about right. You're supposed to just sit there and take your beating and not say anything. Brian's having, I mean, Brian's having mic problems today. I, I embarrassing. I mean, I'm speechless. Just they've left me speechless. You had a situation where I wish Stevens had just came down from the GM and just taken over this year himself because you had a sudden, unexpected coaching change needed. Yep, that was unfortunate. It occurred under very unfortunate and difficult circumstances. Yep. And they plugged an interim 34-year-old head coach in there who is younger than Al Horford. Who has no idea what he's doing. And he's learning on the job. Yep. And it was just a horrible time to need a head coach. I... And I think I think I made a point when the playoffs began, before they began, that I was concerned about that. His age, the fact he's so inexperienced, he had no seasoning coming in to get this kind of a job and have that thrown at him at 34 years old. He's not ready for it. Hey, Bino, how would and you like to be the you, NBA? You can, hide, you can hide it in the regular season, but yeah. it's been exposed. Bino, it's been exposed the last Bino, couple of weeks. Last week it looked like they were going to have the Lakers and the Celtics which is box office, box office, box office. Now they're going to have the Nuggets. And the Miami Heat. You know, the the Lakers and Celtics both getting swept. Was that on your single card? Bino, can you say NHL playoff ratings for the finals? And yeah, we have the, the NBA. The, and you the Grand Mar- Series yeah. is in, yeah. in jeopardy, Tony. Ah. When you're the NBA and you marry yourself to the stars and the star system and you end up with the Miami Heat, which I love their team, by the way. That Duncan Robinson guy and all those scrubs they have. Undrafted, just a team full of undrafted scrub players. Think about this for a and second. And Jimmy Buckets. They were... They were literally four minutes from elimination. Yes, they in were. The playing tourney. Yes, they were. They were four minutes from elimination. Yes, they were. Against the Bulls. And yes. here they are. Yes, they Think were. Think about this for South Florida. You have you have the 
Florida Atlantic and Miami making yep. the Final Four. Yep. And you have the Florida Panthers up 2-0 or up 3-0, whatever they're up, yep. against the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL. Yep. And you have the Miami Heat, one win from the finals in the NBA. What a winter and spring for that region. Everything down there is winning. Tampa Rays are winning. Florida Marlins are in playoff contention right now. But the Florida Gators are going to win, go by 500. And that's the thing I care most about. And that's pretty beautiful. You know, Jeff, how was uh, softball this weekend? Uh, we actually won another tournament, Tony B. Good for you. Where'd y'all play? Auburn, Alabama. How was it? Well, anytime you win, it's good, Tony. So. Did uh, Bruce Pearl come out to watch you play? No, I didn't see BP. Didn't see BP out there. Did did drive around the Auburn campus. Beautiful campus, usual. Tumors Corner now has. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, this is this is as modern day as it gets. Tumors Corner now has little uh, fences around the oaks, the new oaks with "Do Not Roll" signs. That's next level. As in roll tide, do not roll. No, as in do not roll these with toilet paper like you used to. I wonder if the kids adhere to that. Well, it's been so long since Auburn's won a decent game. If On they the... beat Alabama, they're rolling uh, the whole block. It's rolling, baby. It's rolling, baby. So we have a lot to talk about today. Um Lady Vols are off to the Super Regional, Brian, with Texas, which we'll be pre- previewing this week as we go along. I think that transfer portal, as I wrote today, and my best Garrett Morris over on the blog at tclub.team, and Arnsert was talking about this, the transfer portal was very, very good to the Lady Vols. I don't know what it does in other sports, but they Coach somebody off Oklahoma's roster. Couple couple really good players. I mean, Brian, they did work in that transfer portal. They transformed their team overnight. Yeah, and they seem to have they don't just have one good pitcher, they have three of them no that doubt. they can trust. No doubt. And you need more than just one. They used to have just Monica Abbott, and she nearly was enough to get them over the top. But I think the lineup they got is much better than the lineup she had. This might be the best softball team they've ever had over there, potentially. They can win the whole thing, no doubt about it, if that Oklahoma team wasn't so darn good. Yeah, I'm afraid it's going to be the Sooner Invitational. And it's a shame that they – you talk about something they need to move around. It isn't fair that they get to play for a national championship every year 25 miles from their campus. No, because they're controlling the sport. Somebody really needs to step in and do something there. The third item up for grabs today, should you choose to participate, is this Tennessee baseball team. It's tomorrow, single elimination game with Texas A&M. The Vols kind of deserve their place. You look back at their regular season, uh, it's kind of a mystifying mix because depending on when you watch them, they either look like 
one of the elite teams in that sport, or they look like straight trash. And and that can occur within the same series. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but you know, in game two, or if you're Tony Valls, and they did so many good things this weekend. Evan Russell's going to join us in an hour or so. TLD Logistics, Tennessee Baseball, extra innings. Why are you going out there and getting Dolander there, Beanstar? Would you explain that to me, please? Uh, Tony, I'm uh, the one thing I've been highly critical about all year uh, was Frank Anderson and Tony Vitello leaving starters in there too long. Uh, I'm just unwilling to pivot on a dime and get on them about taking one out too early for a change. Especially with all arms we have in the bullpen, for me, too early is better than too late. One thing I'll question. Just question didn't have to work this time. Just didn't happen to work. Would uh, Burns be better if you brought him in with the lead? I mean, Brian, to me on Burns, his body language, Saturday, he had I-75 eyes. Quoting, and, and who can blame him? When a ball gets hit to the third baseman who can't make a play on a Division One field, no offense to him, ball gets hit to the shortstop, gets under his glove. I mean, the defense, Bino, is so bad. They have to strike everybody out. they got to strike everybody out. Still, and that, that's the only way they can prevent a lot of errors from happening. You hit a ball in that infield. The guy at first leads the deal in errors in the league. The guy at third is, you know, whatever. The guy at shortstops, average at best, maybe. I don't know. Maybe? The guy at second base has his moments, as we've seen. Yeah, and, and it appears at this point, you know, they uh, the next to last series, um, the last series at home, uh, they, they, played, they played good defense. Um, but that seems to happen too infrequently. Uh, our Achilles heel is without question – uh, can we feel the ball uh, over the course of the weekend? Yeah, and, and we, that will ultimately yeah. determine, I believe, how far this team goes. No doubt about it. And you know, Bino, when it crops up, when it crops up, it's absolutely, it's absolutely over. That's the one thing we've seen with our club. You know, I, I will agree. Uh, I will agree totally with uh, with Thrody in the blog this morning. Though there were just so many good things that happened uh, in the last series of the year uh, that bode well going forward. Uh, that if if they do feel it, feel it, I I feel a whole lot better about things uh, than I did. That's why I wrote today that I continue to be just absolutely tantalized with them. That's my word. And that might be a poor word, but I I look at them and I say, man, these guys can win it. These guys can absolutely win it. And then I watch it in and unravel, you know. And, and then I, go. I, I won't go. I won't go that far. I think if this team makes a super regional, yep, uh, it's it's a really successful season for this roster. Think about this though. 
These guys easily, despite everything that happened this year, they could have easily been hosting. Despite all the weirdness around the season, despite Chase Burns losing his spot in the starting rotation. Because I'll tell you what, the Lindsey guy, he's balling. That's what competition's all about. You stepped out of line, you're never getting your gig back, man, as long as I'm on this team. And you'll be the closer, whether you're the closer or not, after the other day and what what happens from here, who knows. I'm not going to overreact to one bad performance, which I'm not sure how bad the performance was because when balls are put in play, you got to make plays. And then he got hammered. But when balls are put in play, the infielders have to make plays. That's part of the game here. Can't put it all on that on Chase Burns. But think about that Lindsey kid, Bino, and the level that he's performing at right now. They call his name, and that son of a gun is performing for them. Performing. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's Dolander from last year. Uh, his performance Thursday was just spot on, just terrific. Um, uh, yeah, it, he's, he's a really nice story, Tony. And Christian Scott and Hunter Inslee, just great stories. You know, uh, Tony, we, we got used to watching what wasn't real baseball. What we watched last year was not real baseball. That's right. You don't go out in this league and beat everybody, uh, win every series except for one, win every road series. Everything just seems to go Smooth sailing all the way. What we're watching now is real baseball. This is baseball. Yep. At any level. Scrape and scratch. The good teams win two out of three. The bad teams win one out of three. The great hitters hit three out of ten. The bad hitters hit two out of ten. The the, the margins are seem very slight to those who don't watch the game. But over the course of a season, they play out. And you know your record is your record, and and Tennessee's to, record is wacko. Go ahead, Bry. To give you hope, Friday night during Lindsay's streak of what they retire seventeen straight, seventeen straight, something like that. Seventeen. There straight. were a lot of chances for the infield, and they played flawless yep. during that stretch. So that does give you some hope. Tell you what else gives me hope in the Dolander game. Can they sustain it? More, of course, boots a ball at second base because that's what you do. I guess that's just what you do. I don't know. That poor guy. Um, And they don't give up a run there. And I'm thinking to myself, this is different. The Vols could win this game. Because ordinarily, you give that air up and a two-run home run's coming. But Doe got out of that inning. He was like, not today. Nope, not, not playing that game today. You guys could do your thing behind me, but I'm not playing that game today. He turned his season around down in Athens. That's when it began, I think. I'm telling you guys, if they'll field the baseball, this team can get to Omaha. The question is, can they field the baseball over the course of a... If they have to go on the road twice, can they play uh, cleanly enough in the field to get there? That's, that's my only question about them. They're going to hit the ball. We know they're going to hit the ball. And you know what? In, in, in the second game, that was two excellent pitchers battling it out. And I love Tony. But you can't take, your, can't take that starter out there. You don't take, I mean, he's got 82 pitches. You don't take him out there. And both things can be right. Bino can say what he said last week on here about how they've left guys in to get tattooed. Too much? That's accurate. 
and also uh, that you you know that you can't do what they. I mean, you can't take that guy out. One thing I'm going to ask Gavin Russell is if you're catching, and I'm not putting this on the start, kid, because you know he's happy to be out there. But if you're Evan Russell and you've been there for five years or whatever it is, and you've been there, you know this guy, this Vitell at this point. Bino, you think Evan Russell would have looked at him and said, Coach, what are you doing? He just got an excuse me hit on a metal bat to the outfield. What are exactly what do you think you're doing? Goodbye. Get off the mound. Because I think that possibly could have happened with an Evan Russell out there, Bino. Well, it'll be interesting to ask Evan what, what his his role was there, even though he was a first-year catcher. I mean, you would think a veteran player would have the um, uh, some kind of capital saved up to look at his manager and go, hey, wh- Skip, what are we doing here, buddy? Come on, V. Don't overreact uh, here. Don't overreact. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't doubt that that's a possibility, you know, because uh, – Vitello's always talking about that they're just kind of all uh, one unit. So uh, that'll, that'll be interesting to hear what uh, Evan's response to that is. You know, you think about it. Tennessee ended up going 16 and 14, seventh place in the league, which they've earned their middle of the league distinction. That's pretty much how they've played. At times they've looked elite, the Vanderbilt series. And at times they've looked like hot garbage, the Missouri series. If you go back and you think about their penultimate, or was it no, it was their third to last series of the year down there at Georgia, team has blemishes. They're not the most mentally tough when they're not in their ballpark. There's no doubt about that. They showed me something Saturday or over the weekend, and particularly on Saturday when they hammered that team. That might be the result. We've been saying this all year. But that might be the result to launch these guys. It really might be. Show more heart to yeah. Boston Celtics, Brian. Well, I'm thankful that I had baseball and softball to take my mind off that. They both came through in a big way, so I'm thankful. Who won the Louisiana LSU uh, series, Brian? Softball. Louisiana did. And a wild game that went back and forth. Louisiana advanced. And here's something to think about. The the SEC sent 12 teams to the tournament. Yes. And only three of them made it into the Super Regional. The Pac-12 sent six teams, and four of those made it to the Super Regional. West Coast softball. Pac-10 softball. I knew when the uh, Titans drafted that locker guy at the top of the first round, that was a great draft pick. Because anybody that's seen Channing Pac-10 softball on a camera, not at gunpoint, you know he's going to be a great player in the NFL. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, unfortunately Pac-10 I do. Pac-10 softball. Uh, no, I do not remember that. Pac-10 softball. Bino, are you mad at the uh, Washington Football Club, which I think is a way better name than the Commandos? Talking people with no uh, no undies on. Bino, are you um, are you mad at them for tampering with luck? 
Uh, no, Tony, I'm not mad at Tim for tampering with luck. I don't blame him, Gil. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I would hope that if there was someone like Andrew Luck out there and the Colts needed a quarterback, which they have since he left, uh, that we'd be out there trying to get some inroads to try to get him in there. Hey, I saw something today where I... a, a little listing of the quarterbacks that have fumbled the most recent, and I don't know how many games it was. Right. Carson Wentz uh, has to be way up there, right? It was third was Matty Isage. Right. Second was Carson Wentz. And first was Kirk Cousins. And I was wondering how the Colts missed out on giving Kirk Cousins a chance to play. <laughs> By the way, the USFL yesterday, and I did watch the Stars, and your and uh, – Mike Dettelier's New Orleans Breakers. Brian, more yardage and penalties than total yards in the football game. Do you think that was a fun game to watch with an SEC crew calling the game, you know? Sounds like a quality product right there. We're literally an SEC crew calling the game and literally threw their flag every other play. And it was the most over-officious, nonsensical, horrendous, excuse for a game and the only reason i was watching it is because we played music friday night and i got up saturday morning and i said what have i done to myself after driving that all that space and all that time and just how exhausted i was i just had it on and i was like i can't believe i'm looking i I am violated at this point sec officials in off season have to get stretched out tony well, a couple of those guys are apparently getting called up to the NFL they were talking about, or they're in NFL, they're on the NFL orbit, or whatever however you, whatever the term is you want to use there. Give me a break! It's brutal! So there's that. Um, Brian, did you watch any of the WNBA action over the weekend? Have the Celtics yet chased you to the WNBA? Well, I don't think the Celtics last night could win a game in the WNBA playing like that. By the way, Bino, do you have a problem? Because there were some people in NBA land that have a problem with what Grant Williams did. They said he was like poking the bear in that second game up there in Boston Friday night when he got in Jimmy Butler's face. Do you, Bino, have a problem with that, what Grant Williams did? Uh, I I don't, Tony. I think Jimmy Butler uh, looks for things to uh, kind of motivate himself. Uh, he was going to come alive regardless. That's his time of the game. Um, no, and, and Grant Williams was the only one that was producing anything during that stretch for the Celtics. Looked like to me, waiting on them to bench him again to put some scrub in there. That's exactly but- my read on it. And, I, and I'm not trying to be a you know, a Tennessee homer, because, look, Tobias Harris was absolute, dis- he was disgusting uh, in that in that Celtic series for the for the Sixers. But go ahead, particularly in that game six where they lost and he scored two points in 43 minutes, which is inexcusable. But go ahead, Bri, your read on what Grant Williams did. I don't understand the lineup that Missoula's doing. He just throws stuff at the wall not, and hopes it sticks. That's not what I asked There's you. no There's no plan. It's not what I asked you. 
Well, I'm just saying. I, you have I, a problem with what Grant I wish, Williams did. I wish the other guys, the other two guys, could have showed some fight. All two stars, all, allegedly, all have showed that much fight. All politics are local. Do you have a problem with what Grant Williams did? No, not no, not at all. Not at all. They didn't lose the game because of Grant Williams. No, that was not hit wide. Uh, no, and Missoula just doesn't have any plan for his line. It just seems like he, it's different every game. There's no set. There's no set plan. Well, here's the deal. I do have a problem with the fact that after that happened, he had Grant Williams trying to guard Jimmy Butler one on one without help. Basketball. Well, that's right. It's like that, that's, and that's it was almost. You know what? You know what it's almost like with that Missoula guy. He does not like Grant Williams. He decided he didn't like, and so he was going to embarrass him in that game and lose a game. That's what it looked like to me. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you out there with the most dynamic guy with the ball in his hands in the game today. That's what Jimmy Butler is. In his at his time of the game to shine. In his too. time to shine, and you're gonna get it. You're gonna live. You're gonna live in it now because you did that. We're not even gonna help you. It looked like a hazing almost. Like what you do to somebody in the summer to break their confidence. So, Charles Barkley said something interesting last night. I'm going to ask people if they're basketball fans, they believe this. Because I thought about Rick Barnes when he said this. Bino, tell me if you think this is true, you having played. He said coaches cannot give you confidence. He was talking about how they have all these undrafted guys. And they were interviewing that Vincent guy after the game. He's just a delightful young man. Just a really, really great story gave Vincent. Barkley said, coaches can't give you confidence, but they can break your confidence. And I thought about Rick Barnes and his nurturing way here down through the years. Bino, do you find that to be an accurate statement? Coaches can't give you confidence, but they can take or break your confidence. That's what Barkley said describing the Spolster guy after last night's game. Well, I mean, Barkley's obviously played sports at a level I can't imagine, but, uh, I, you know, there, I, I've, I've had coaches throughout my life that I felt like bolstered my confidence in myself. I, I, think, there are, I think there are coaches that can bolster your confidence, and there's certainly coaches out there that can destroy it. Uh, I hope there are more out there that can bolster it than destroy it. But I don't know that that's fact. Back to the They phones. can put you in a position to have success and confidence. They certainly can do that. Yeah, his his opinion is they can break your confidence. They can't give you confidence. But he was talking about their system and how everyone is expected play hard 100% of the time there. And none of those heat guys, you never see those guys taking it down off, Brian. I tried to I tried to warn you for the series, Brian. It's a bad matchup for you guys. Because they have an it's, alpha, they have an alpha. Hey, don't. And you got a beta basketball team, Brian. It's, it's you guys are bad, beta. It's a bad coaching matchup. Even it's even a worse coaching matchup. I guess being It's a total coaching mismatch. Oh man. Probably as big a one as you'll see in any of pro sports. Back to the phones we go. Eight, that poor Missoula guy sitting over there is looking at you. He's talking to himself. Let's get our first call in on a Monday. Race fans, race fan, welcome into our first call. Hello, you're live on the Monday edition. Thanks, Tom. It's Rusty. Good morning. Morning. Hey, um, 
pitching, the three starting pitchers over the weekend were um, were the were the kind of starting pitching we we were hoping we we would get somewhere in the vicinity of all season. I mean, it, it was lights out from all three, and going forward, it feels like if we can get anything close to those kind of efforts out of those three guys, we, we got a chance to win to win every weekend we play. I agree with that. You're you're gonna if that happens, you'll be meeting Bino in Omaha. Yeah. If they play like yeah, that, the only problem with our team though is even if you get that pitching rusty, you still have to have that defense with it. Yeah, I, I, two things were horribly bothersome. the The first batter Burns face is the ground ball to Denton, and Denton could have made the play. I don't know that he throws the guy out. It was a similar play to where he saved the game against Kentucky in game two that Vino mm-hmm. was talking about. Mm-hmm. Didn't doesn't come up with it this time. And then the next play, it's first and second, one out, and the ball to Maui. Maui's worst case, Maui has to knock the ball down. He can't down be bothered. Keep, he, he, he can't be bothered. He has to knock it down. No one gets uniform dirty. And then can't the bases bothered. end up loaded. The run doesn't score, and it's still 1-1, one, one, bases loaded, one out. That's horrendous. But he doesn't knock play. the ball down. No offense to him. That's horrendous shortstop yeah. play. Bino, why being too it, hard on him? You can't get your uniform dirty, kid. Can't get over there and get in front of the ball. I mean, don't be bothered. Ole, ole, ole. Yeah. I being too yeah, hard thought, on Bino. I thought what we were, I thought we were seeing an improved version, Tony, uh, over the last several series, uh, where he made most of the routine plays. Um, uh, I, I. I did not see the play in question, mm, uh, I, mm. but so I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Hey, I don't want to be. My thing with that guy is he's just a body language guy that drives me nuts. He looks unplugged, and guys like and probably is a little bit, and the, that drives me crazy as a sports fan. Yeah. So I'm coming yeah. at it from that angle, but you got to at least get in front of the ball. You know, if you saw it, trust me, as old school as you are, you did it made you sick. Yes. His, his body language is very cavalier all oh, the time. And I don't that's care. Just, I don't care. Just, he's just chill. I don't care. Um, yeah. But on that one, I mean, he he has been, and Bingo's right, he's been really good for a month yep. in all in all facets of the game. Um, that was just one where, you know, he, he's going to his, uh, he's going to his throwing hand, going, going, going right, and the ball just tips off the end of it. And if he would have made any kind of dive or any kind of effort to really get dirty, he knocks it down, the runner doesn't score, and it's bases loaded one out. And, and instead, it trickles off his glove into the left fielder, and, and they get to go ahead run, and then, and then Burns, is, Burns is clearly affected by us not mm, knocking the ball down. Oh, he the, just, bigger travesty, yeah. the, the bigger travesty in the game for me, Tony, was what you've already said. 82 pitches. What are you doing? Giving up. Giving up two hits to the same guys all you've done all day. I love you. I mean, maybe, may, maybe coach, maybe coach. We, we, we forced the other team to get their third hit in the eighth inning, you know, of the game when we're in the eighth inning before we pull our starter. It's I'd be crazy. like, Tony, I love you if I'm catching yeah. or pitching, but you got 30 seconds to get back in the dugout because I'm not leaving the game. I'm like a veteran player. And I've been waiting to click like this all year. And let me click up to 100 pitches, please. Leave me in. Just, t- you know, gamble on me here. Can you? Let me let me get in trouble. The, the, yeah, the, let me the get in trouble. Game. Let me get some traffic he, here. He, he gets it out. 
and he gives up a ground a, a ground ball with eyes that gets to the infield, and it's eight. He's he went seven and a third on eighty-two pitches, and you pull it. It's just and I know Burns Five is down the there, and you're yeah. like, well, yeah. well, if Doe goes out right now, Burns comes in, Burns shuts the door, Doe Lander gets to leave the game feeling like he's on top of the world, and he and he had a great outing, and Burns has the confidence, but just let 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 your starting pitcher have a little bit of trouble. I mean, he, he hadn't been hit hard since the home run in the second inning, for crying out loud. Nothing. No, no, nothing hit hard. Buddy, his fastball. That's the balance, Rusty. That's the balance for me. Too many times, too many times, we've let a pitcher who would be feeling real good about himself stay in there a batter or two too long. I, I'm not saying you yeah. guys are wrong at all. I'm no, just saying I've right. been on them all year about not taking a guy out at a time when he can feel good about his performance like they failed to do with Halverson the weekend before. No. Uh, I'm, I, I just won't go there. I won't go there. Well, Tony's critics question his feel for the game, and I say it's real easy to second-guess coaching decisions, which is what we do on here. I'm not going to sit here and say he doesn't have a feel for the game, but I am going to call out when I disagree, because it's easy. From our perch, it's real easy to say, well, that was a bad decision, or that was a good decision, or whatever. Obviously, when you have the... The, the foreknowledge of what came after it, but when you've given up 82, when you've pitched 82 pitches and you're that dominant, that's just overmanaging. I'm sorry. That's what that's called, yeah. overmanaging. And, and I, I love Tony. You know, Tony, we said earlier in the early, or early last week, uh, the hardest thing to do, I think the hardest thing to do in managing is determining when to take a pitcher out. Yeah. And I think it's the easiest thing to second guess. Absolutely, hundred percent, Bino. And you're and you're right. It, it, he has had a time or two where he's left the pitcher in a, a batter too long, and it, and it and it backfires. To me, starting pitchers are different. I'm letting I'm giving a starting pitcher more leeway when their pitch count's not up and they're cruising, and I feel like they've earned the right as a starting pitcher to keep going until I feel like they don't have the velocity or the command. And his command and velocity were not gone at all. No, he um, was in but command. I'm, but, Rusty, I appreciate you. Like you were in command of that phone I guess call. the question is, Tony, yeah. had Dolander actually earned that right so far? This It's a great question. That's a fair and honest, like, son, if I'd have seen it from you this year, a time or three, maybe I wouldn't be out here. It's a, it's a it's a very good point you just brought up. 865-200-5402. Here's the deal. The Lady Vol series, Brian, did you see it right before the rain delay? Because it is verbal on this program, but it almost got physical out there. Did you see it, Brian? I was unable to see okay. any of the games. Check but this I out. Along. Check this out. On the other side, those of you that missed it, I want to get into that a little bit because it's verbal on here. But it almost got physical right after this. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I got uh, our good friend, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland this week. Miles, I hope you're having a great day so far. Oh, yeah. I'm having a great day. Excellent. So what uh, what kind of All specials right. we got this week? Well, this week we got ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, T-bone steaks four ninety nine a pound, Nestle Pure Life 24-pack water, three for 11, and Coca-Cola 12-pack cans and 8-pack bottles, both two for 10. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. 865-200-5402, Evan Russell, coming up in a mere matter of minutes, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. It's absolutely outstanding. I'm going to go back to our phones at 865-200-5402. Before I do... Brian and Bino, did either one of you, well, you both say you missed the Lady Vol deal. Let's get a couple calls, and I want to talk about the Lady Vol brew ha-ha with Indiana that almost occurred the other day, because that was never going to be forgotten by the living fan if just one little thing would have happened. But hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on the air. Hey, Tony, Joshy boys. Under wings. Tony, uh... Before I get to my question, how is uh, your son and daughter's graduation? Uh, boy, what a what a uh, what a draining week! I don't think I know my name right now. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, you know, my first question for you is: uh, I've saw on social media a lot of hype this year for the Tennessee football team. A lot of people think we're going to win ten or eleven games. Do you believe the hype with Joe Melton and the Vols this year? I, I think with I believe with Tennessee's schedule um, and the uh, what they're looking for in the offensive line, uh, what they're looking for in the secondary, um, and what I expect to be a a fall off in the way that we that the quarterback runs the offense, uh, if I were 
if I were a, uh, weren't a Tennessee fan, Joshy, and the, the total was nine and a half, I would bet under. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning to, Vino. I find that to be an accurate statement, Vino. Tony, uh, what Rusty mentioned in his last phone call, yep. if we can get an excellent pitch and performance from all three to four pitchers, do you think this team has the possibility of going to Omaha? Well, I mean, they should. The, the problem with this team is they just don't feel to a level of a championship baseball team. Now, that doesn't mean they can't. Right. But when when you're talking about a team with a leaky infield, like if I were to say to you, well, I asked Beanstar this. Bean, Beanstar, would you say there's an above-average infielder in the infield of any of those guys? Anybody above-average in college baseball in that infield? I, I told you earlier this year, Tony, I thought that we had a fall-off in the level of defensive play at every infield position from last year, uh, and and I still believe that. And, you know, the numbers show that this is a below-average yeah. defensive team. And I would have thought, honestly, all, full disclosure, I would have thought if the defensive issues were going to come from one place, it would have come from the outfield. But the outfield's been pretty darn good. Yeah, it has been. In fact, really good. They've been really good defensively. After their early miscues, when they were playing musical chairs out there, who's where and 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 why? Now that they figured it out, they're pretty. That Ensley guy, they they've he's really helped them solidify. And see Scott, man, what an incredible year that guy's had. Really good. Yeah, for really, really, those guys really good. Are, are good defenders. Uh, whether anybody thought Ensley was going to be a center fielder or not, he he's a good defender, and they both hit at a higher level than anyone expected them to, which has uh, allowed us to put an outfield out there that's good. Good. And Dickie's a really solid baseball player. So there you have it. And, uh, Tony, uh, when are you going to have uh, Tony Valls on again? Hopefully after they cut the trophy down. Cut the trophy. Well, uh, <laughs> don't cut a trophy down. When they cut the I have, a, I have a question yeah. for him that, you, that I want you to ask. I'd hit it. My question is for next year in the transfer portal. Yes. I want you to ask him, yes. could he possibly go out and get, like, a really good catcher, not an elite catcher, but a good catcher that can play the position next year? They have two guys on the way uh, in their class, I think, that would probably fit that description. But they've thought that before, so the – course the drafts still has to occur it's, that's what's weird about their sport is yeah. so much of it's draft dependent it's, it's board and, and with the transfer portal now it's almost going to be like borderline pickup baseball because what you're getting ready to see is sec teams are going to raid players from other sec teams you saw a little bit of that last year tennessee yeah. didn't get caught in that in that uh, in that drain last year. It could happen to him this year, though. Thanks for the call, guys. Thank you. Back to our phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Guys, I'll tell you what. I'm not somebody that just sits back and, and sees the results and then talks about what a stupid decision it was. I said it while it was happening. When Botello came out there and took Dolander out of that game, 
that was one of the dumbest decisions I've ever. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Sterling Golden. Let's put it that way. I I I couldn't believe it. I was like, maybe he's just going to go out. And you know what? Kyle Peterson said maybe he's going to go out and talk to him. They couldn't believe it. Unless he waves to you and says, hey, I'm injured. You don't take him. I mean, what are we doing? This guy's dominating this baseball game. This is what you've been waiting for all year. Yeah, and and, and I'll tell you what, i got to blame Frank Martin a lot, too. Frank Anderson. Yeah, Frank Anderson, whatever his name is. Frank and Billy Martin, I guess. Um, why did he not grab Botello and say, leave him in there? You know, that's always been a mystery to me is how much latitude uh, Tony gives Frank when it comes time to change in a pitcher. Was that Frank's decision, inevitably? I mean, nobody would know that, right, but those two guys or any of those decisions they make. Yeah, I, I don't know that dynamic either, uh, Tony. My best guess would be that Frank Anderson runs the pitching staff. Yep. That's so, in other words, that's his decision. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But, not around to me. I mean, I run. He, he wasn't just sharp. He was dominating. They couldn't touch the guy. Hey, when he was throwing that outside fastball, and those guys were swinging and missing, and that heat up in the zone for those power hitters, and he had them all tied up, they had no chance. No, no. chance, sucker. Of even putting the ball in play. It's incredible. Ball was exploding out of his hands. And the movement and the command. Yeah, it was the most dominating performance. I'll be honest with you, that's the first game I've watched all year. Well, and when they bought Burns in, and that ball got under that third baseman's glove, and then that shortstop (laughs) thing happened, you knew that. You just knew. Because... It's almost like when you do what Tony Valls did or whoever's decision that was, it's almost like you're going to pay the price for that. Well, wouldn't they get about six hits in a row off? Oh, it was incredible. But the first two should have been, and the two, two of the first three were, were plays that could have been or should have been made. Yeah, I agree with that. With the shortstop play being the one that really should have been made, the third base play is, uh, you know, that's a 50-50 ball that most times you see those guys come up with, though. And, Tony, I was an infielder, and one of the things that I used to always stress to my partners on the infield is, you know, you got to dive that ball on the infield to keep the run from scoring. You have to. I'm glad Bino didn't see it. Because Bino would not be a happy camper on here today. No, it was it was pretty embarrassing. Yep, shielded his virgin eyes. I'm glad. It's one less air for Bino to look at. His Yankees are really inspiring. They just cut bait on a guy. Y'all just cut bait, Bino. It must be nice to be Cashman and not even have to admit your mistakes. You just release guys, and you get no repercussions for it, Bino. Hey, Bino, what's everything for Hicks to hit the road. <laughs> Poor Aaron Hicks. Hey, Bano, I was thinking about you the other night. I, I watched a special on ESPN about Billy Martin and the Yankees. Oh. In the 70s. It was so damn classic. I love Billy Martin. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Well, Jacardia, you're the man. Uh, we almost saw, thank you, brother, we almost saw an old-school brouhaha at the Lady Vol game. Let me, let me mention this real quick. So, by the way, Evan Russell coming up top of the hour. Lady Vols are like, you talk about a team that looks like they're just, Brian, they are on cruise control. They outclass those teams they played over the weekend. They are insane, yeah. actually. They're, they outscored three opponents 28 to 4. They're machine like. Okay? And it's scary. three of those runs were garbage runs at the That's end of, right. at the end of the game. Yesterday. They're trying to get uh, uh, the, the, what's the gal's name? Uh, they're trying to get her a little confidence, keep her out there. Uh, Carlin Pickens, who comes from the same area, by the way, as Carl Pickens. Do you all think that they named her as an ode to him? You think those are Tennessee fans that had the last name Pickens and said, you know what, we're going to name her Carlin? K-A-R-L-I-N? I would hope so. Saturday, the rain's coming in. And we all knew it. We were all warned, you know, big storm coming, blah, blah, blah. It's 5-1 game. Lady Vols jumped all over that Indiana team. And you never know what's going to happen in these sports. Like, you saw UCLA get beat, put out by Liberty the other day. You just never know. So In their regional, I think uh, San Diego State ended up. How about San Diego State, Brian? Final four in basketball. Never happened. And now, uh, for the first time, their softball teams on to another round. And their coach was just like, she couldn't believe it. That's not that's that was not on anybody's Cinco card anyway. So the rains get right come in, and Indiana's loaded the bases because our pitcher, our starter Brian name Ashley Rogers. She can't locate. It's pouring. It's probably a little unsafe, honestly. So the Lady Vols start the gamesmanship. After the third batter reaches first, so now the bases are loaded, it's a 5-1 game. One swing of the bat, it's tied. The rain's coming. It's pouring. During that at-bat, they're asking for a new ball just about every time. It's just kind of a stall tactic a little bit, you know? Smart. Indiana coach served there in the dugout like freaking out. She's freaking. And I get it. But the Tennessee, Tennessee's never going to admit, but they're doing what they have to do. Because you're making me play. First of all, she can't grab a baseball or a softball. Can't control it. So you're not going to throw a strike. And that's such, it's pouring. Bino, you guys play in driving rain or do you, you, uh, you get out when it, when it rain gets so bad? Because it was raining so badly, so hard that you probably on the field was hard to see. You guys play through that on the surfaces you play on, or do you guys get off the field? Uh, we we generally get off the field for safety purposes, Tony. Yeah, I would think it'd be hard to grab a ball too. Um, I mean, I'm just assuming as somebody who's casually played that sport. So, picture this: base are loaded. All of a sudden, the, 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 the umpire goes, <laughs> that thing they do with their hands, that whistle. 
I'm, they don't whistle, but I'm doing the whistle with the finger, you know, going like this. Get the grounds crew out here. The Indiana coach goes over, Bino, and stands in front of the tarp like it's Tiananmen Square 1989. She's having civil disobedience. She's like, you're not doing this. Base are loaded. Make her pitch. We have a ball game here. We've come to play. It's a a 5-1 game. One swing away, we can tie this game. And I know the cell that's there. And if we don't don't play, we're going to walk back out here in five hours. Which, by the way, that's exactly what happened. So she walks over there. She's in front of the grounds crew. She won't let them unfurl. I've never seen that. I watch sports all long. Bino, you ever heard of that? A, a, a manager coming out of a dugout in college, pro, high school, anything, getting in front of the tarp. And here comes Karen Weekly, and they're arguing with each other now. I got time for that. I got news for you. I got time for that sport. I will make time for that sport. You know, um, God bless the fans who stayed over there for Oh. Eight plus, nine plus hours, oh. five innings of baseball oh. in those conditions. Oh. They, are the, they are the real heroes. Oh. They are the real heroes right there. The 12th individual. Bino, on a baseball field, you ever seen that? High school, college, pro, little league, somebody getting in front of the tarp. Uh, no, Tony, I rarely played anywhere that had a tarp to start with. Uh, only thing even close to that I can remember is Vince Coleman getting rolled up in one for uh, like an automated tarp or something. What? I can't remember. They what? maybe should have Vince Coleman her and just rolled the tarp right over top of her. Say that again? Vince Coleman got caught up. They had like an automatic tarp removal system or something. He was out there and got kind of caught up in it. I, I don't. Someone that's a Cardinal fan maybe can uh, fill us in on that. What? What? Yeah, I, I remember that happening. I don't remember the specifics, but it happened. Little Vince Coleman? Wasn't he like 5'5 yeah. five, five or whatever? Base stealing whiz. Yeah, he was tiny. He was tiny. They had some real little guys, the Cardinals said. They had some guy named, I want to say his name was Kurt Ford. And uh, a guy I worked with used to crack on him and say when he tucked his jersey in, half his number disappeared down his britches. Never forget that line. Let's take let's take Evan Russell on the other side. Listen, Indiana coach, I don't know your name. I Brian, do you know her name? The Indiana coach? I don't mean disrespect. I don't. I don't Honestly, mean disrespect. I don't, I don't know your name. I don't, I, I got time for you. Except ours. I don't know your name, but I got listen. I got time for you. Okay, I'm just here to tell you. I got time for you. I don't know your name. I got time for you. I find you to be absolutely, and I was hoping so badly that you and Karen Weekly were going to like, because it was it was it was verbal, but it was about to get physical, and I had time for that. Because you need a little mayhem in your sports every once in a while. You need somebody jumping out in front of the grounds crew and saying, no, you're not. Not on my watch. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're no, 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 no. Just like the club pro guy, the club pro guy that made the hole-in-one yesterday and is out there balling with Rory McIlroy and finished top 15 in the world against the world's best players, people that don't understand golf will never understand what that was 
that happened this weekend, that guy hits a bucket of balls a week, maybe, according to himself. Maybe. Maybe. Because he's teaching so much. Maybe. Maybe a bucket of balls a week. And he went out there and balled those guys out and beat most of the world. I got time for that. And the lady, I don't know your name, who stood up in front of the tarp, I got all kinds of time for you. I mean, you're one of my you're one of my favorite coaches of all time. Way better than Terry Francona, Tito, when he used to coach the Phillies, and every night he would go, "We're done. We were losing a hundred games. Show some freaking emotion, Terry Francona. We're young. What do you mean you're young?" So we continue Evan Russell after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. You got, if you could see the smile on my face, it's painted on. It's painted on. Why? Because it's time, once again, ladies and gentlemen, for us to go there. His name is Evan Russell. TLD Logistics Extra Innings, the Tennessee Baseball aired podcast heard round the world. It is time to get serious. It is time to put your game face on, Bobby Knight. Here we go. for EI with ER presented by TLD Logistics. It's Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings with Evan Russell presented by TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Well, Evan's had to play infield, outfield, and catch, and when you're a catcher, you basically are an expert pitching coach on top of knowing that position real well, and then a tremendous career as a hitter, so he's about as well-rounded of a guy as you're going to get. He's really going to, I think, have some insight on locker room or kind of looking out on the field and maybe picking up on the fact like, man, this guy wasn't nervous or this guy was nervous. This guy didn't react very well to a bad call. Uh, if he'll be natural and authentic to who he is, which is why he's so fun to be around on the air, somebody's going to have to give him some money to keep him around because he'll be phenomenal at it. Now let's get in the game with Evan Russell and the team at tclub.team. Oh, this guy is unbelievable. I mean, you talk about somebody that holds it down with the greatest of these. G. the great Evan Russell joins who... Financially speaking, has broke, has broken, broken, has passed all of his tests. Evan, how you doing, brother? I'm great, man. After a wonderful weekend with the Vols, it's beautiful weather. I mean, how could you not be in a great mood? I, I wrote today over at T Club Team and Orange Throw. We were we were going back and forth talking about the weekend, but man, these guys are so tantalizing when they look like that, Evan. I want to get back in that boat with both feet. 
so badly. I'm going to get back in that boat with both feet, Evan. I'll tell you what, the, <laughs> the, the boat definitely was not heavy for a little bit, was it? I, I was on the verge of jumping off, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, we were right there with you, Evan. We talked about uh, mid-season. I, I just didn't think this – there was no way that I thought this team ha- had the moxie or the makeup to get off the map, but they really have. Evan, great to have you back. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all letting me get on for another week, man. It's, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to it. Uh, but like you said, jumping, on, jumping back on the bandwagon, uh, I think that they have finally started to consistently play with some effort – um, some good attitudes, uh, some just desire to win, and that's exactly why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of behind them, man. I, I got to tell you, Evan, you and your crew, you, you have ruined, you have ruined us. You've totally ruined us. Tennessee went on the road this weekend and played one half inning of bad baseball, one half inning in a three game series. We spent this whole show talking about that half inning. You know, Evan, you you really have. You guys warped me because I wasn't like that before. Their team came along. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Three years ago, if we would have went in to South Carolina and won two out of three, uh, pretty handedly baseball besides that one half inning you were talking about, we, we looked like the better team top to bottom in every category. If I would have told you that, would you have been disappointed? Absolutely not. But I, I agree. That's all I could think about. That's that's all that I was really focused on. And, and there's some little things in that half inning that they have to be taken care of. They have to be cleaned up in order for them to be consistent late in this postseason. Evan, yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. I think Brian said it earlier uh, um, when we were uh, when we were discussing off air. Um, there, these things have built up, especially, especially the fielding issues. Uh, this team, uh, will go as far, I think, Evan, this team will go as far as their defense allows them to go. Evan, do you, um, do you like that MMA stuff that Tony Valls likes? I enjoy watching it, but he's on a no, whole new level, man. Uh, you'd be walking throughout the locker room or down the hall headed to grab a, a little snack before workout and he'd give you a little jab in the chest just because he was amped from the night before watching some mma uh you know he's always yeah. a, a good time but Make- yeah that I, I guarantee you he had some comments to say after a couple of guys didn't wear one off the chest in that half inning well this buckley guy knocks his fialo guy out the other night and all i can think about is Tony Valls. I was so mad at him uh, when he took that kid out Friday. I couldn't believe it. And and to Bino's point, we're getting ready to park here for a second because Tennessee should have swept that team. Let me ask you something. You being a veteran player, right? Last year you're in that spot. If you got a starter that has that kind of stuff and you're catching Okay. Do you try to intercept him before he goes to the mound and say, "Hey, Tony, you were a fifth-year guy in the program. You can walk us inside here, and probably had more capital than a Starkwood." Um, t- 
Tony, don't do this. Don't you, you and Frank, don't don't take this guy out of the game here. Let let him let him pitch. Yeah, I would have really enjoyed seeing him leave him in. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's all hindsight. If you look, if let's say Chase Burns comes out there and he strikes out the next six or eight guys, um, and we go into extras and we end up winning, we're not having this conversation. But when you look at it on a deeper level, that's the best Chase Hollander has looked all year by far. Uh, his confidence was was there. It was matching stuff wise that it was coming out of his hand. I mean, he was throwing a fastball that, that looked unhittable at times. So I would have enjoyed seeing him ride it out and even get later into the game, um, you know, to set him up for this postseason, going into it with confidence and um, getting back to the Chase Dollander we all know and love. And now um, now you're, you're sort of going into a postseason with a Chase Burns that might not be um, sleeping as well as at night as he should. Well, and, I, and here's the thing. that I don't understand with our team. They're, they're like Sybil. Just when you think you have them figured out, they're right back reverting. Or the pitching was lights out this weekend. One of the things we were pointing out earlier is that the Lindsay guy, to me, is what sports are all about. The kid in center field is what sports are all about. When you get an opportunity... And your reserve, and you get an opera, and you grab an opportunity like that. To me, that's what sports are, and competition is all, and I mean all about those two guys. Hey, you talk about resilience. I mean, they they have that's the definition of it. Um, I, I thought Andrew Lindsay oh. looked a big league arm oh. Friday night. That that was it was incredible. And that's one situation where people could criticize him going and getting him. After conferring with my management team consisting of Goldbrick Joe over the weekend, I, I believe he made the right decision there to go get him. I believe that was the right decision at that point in time. What did you guys think? What did you think, Evan? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, getting, it's getting late into the year. Uh, he, he had an absolutely unbelievable outing. Um, his pitch count was getting up. There's no reason for his muscles, his body to be breaking down late in the game and to even chance um, having something something tweaked just because we're about to get into the Hoover. He's going to throw plenty of innings in Hoover, and he needs to be rested going out of Hoover into this regional because we're going to need him. And and if he if he goes late into games consistently, um, you know, if you look at the Ole Miss guy from last year, they had a guy basically carry them yep. um, on the mound with Delucia. Yep. If it can go late into games like that um, and, and be consistent like Delucia was, that <laughs> with the amount of firepower we have in our bullpen, mm-hmm. it's scary. Evan, when I look at this past weekend series, uh, you mentioned what I think is the co- true concern coming out of it is what does that performance uh, due to Chase Burns' psyche going into the postseason, I thought the most encouraging thing was what we saw in Game Two uh, on on Saturday, which is something we have not seen from this team, and it it happened without a night to think about it. Even is coming out after an, a disappointing loss in Game Two, 
and putting together just a really solid game on the road in game three. Yeah, I think they're starting to understand how talented they really are. Um, you know, early in the season, I think that team sort of takes that, that whip or that, that tough outing, tough ending to the game and they carry it over into the next game just because they don't really understand, um, how confident they should be and how, how good they really are. Um, so I, I think that they're starting to figure it out, uh, starting to recognize that if you take out that half inning, they probably win that game. And if they play, uh, consistent baseball and keep doing what they're doing, keep putting on good at bats, uh, keep running the base as well. And if they play solid defense, I don't know if there's going to be many teams, especially, um, middle of the regions and, and not in the top five teams, not, to, not the top five regionals. I don't think there's many teams that can handle them, um, two out of three. So uh, I think they're starting to realize that. And, and once they really, it really starts to click. They're going to be pretty scary. Hey, Evan, every time we get on here, though, and we say I'll bet on them. After that LSU series, I thought they were going to streak. I was like, man, I'm buying. Give me as much stock as I can have, which is the business you're in now. I was buying as much stock as, as, I, as I could get my hands on, and then I was thinking a week and a half later, what in the world was I looking at? Like a lot <laughs> of us were. And at some level, though, They've played consistently well over the last piece to the point where they finished the season uh, as a streaking baseball team, but it's been such a weird road to get to where they are. They're seventh in the league, but the numbers say when you look at just how they close the season on a tear, the numbers say... Uh, as a ball club that went 11 and four in their last 15 SEC games, the numbers say watch out for these guys in the postseason. That's what the numbers. Now I don't know if that's the case. When do we get the feeling that it's real in Hoover, in your opinion, with with this tournament upon us? And how important is a tournament to this team? Yeah, it's super important. If they make a run into this Hoover in this Hoover tournament, they have a chance to bring the regional to Knoxville. And that is huge. I, I think with their style of play, uh, whenever they have a, a rowdy fan base behind them, uh, it only is going to help their chances. Just because if you look at late in the season or the second half of the season, they've sort of had success by being a little more talented than the other teams. Mm-hmm. But also having the other teams have a weakness in like a bullpen or making mistakes on walking, giving them extra bases, uh, extra base runners, and and us capitalizing on it. So that is where I'm I'm wanting to see them beat a consistent team, and that's going to be that Arkansas game. I, I think they'll handle the A&M. I think they'll handle that the, that A&M team um, just because uh, of the matchup. But I would I'm I'm anxious to see how they they do on a basically a road game. Uh, against a team that's not going to make mistakes. And if they can go into that game and limit their mistakes on defense and and on the mound, I, I think that we match up really nicely with them. The belief is that Tennessee is in a cluster of teams, including Alabama, Auburn, and Kentucky, fighting for the right to host uh, at least one regional. Um 
Tennessee, if they didn't go one and five against Georgia and Missouri, would be right there to host through the Supers. They'd be a national. They could be. You you could almost make the case, Bry. They could be a national seed. I mean, what a crazy year it's been. They're they're right. But they were that close. Maybe it's good that they won't have the pressure of being an eight top eight national seed this year. Could that actually work to their advantage? I mean, they have some confidence that they can win on the road. Hey, Evan, you guys look like you had a, like that right state deal. It looked like the last two postseasons, having to host is sort of a chore a little bit when you're a national seed. Is Brian right or no? Yeah, I think so. If you look my, my on being the number one ranked team in the country, the number two rank, is that, yeah, you, you've got – probably an easy four seed or uh, that easy first game um, or maybe even that easier regional. But once you get past that, uh, you got to look at where the best number two team or number two ranked team in the regional is. And that's in that 16th seed. So they're right outside the bubbles. You have two, you have the 16th seed playing against basically the 17th seed, uh, two super good teams trying to find a way into that super regional. So you have your hands full um, and, and on top of that, you've got a team that, that feels like they're underdogs. So they have an advantage in that as well. Um, so as soon as teams start getting hot later into the year, they feel like they've been overlooked and they start getting closer as a locker room, just like that Notre Dame team did, just like that right state team, right state team did. Um, all those teams are super talented. And on top of that, they have an edge to them. So it makes it super difficult, um, to be, uh, a top-ranked team, uh, and, and basically ha- have to defend your title. Here's a question for you as somebody who enjoys the sport. And, Brian and Bino, if you guys want to chime in, go for it. Heading into the postseason, who in this league, Evan, are you buying, and who are you selling? That's a great question. I, I am selling hard on LSU. I agree with that. Uh, I just I do not see... I don't see the bullpen being able to hold up into a postseason. Um, it, now, if their their offense can carry them, they they have a better offense than anyone in the country. But uh, I just see I see too many holes in that that offense or that that bullpen uh, for me to really buy into them. I, I'm really buying. If you had to ask me, it, it hates to say it, or I hate to say it, but I'm buying into that Arkansas team. Um, their style of play is going to match up well in any team just because the emotions get high in postseason and they're well coached, they're well disciplined, and that matchup always goes well against the emotions. So uh, that, those would be the two that I would either buy or sell. You know what's interesting about Arkansas? We were talking about this earlier when you speak of the Vols. Tennessee too many times this year just hurts themselves. That Arkansas team, you play them over a three-game series and you go, man, we're better than they are. But they beat you three times. That's what that series. That's what. I mean, Tennessee was overwhelmed by that Florida program when they got hammered here in in uh, in, in Knoxville. They were just overwhelmed. I mean, they just swarmed at you like a like a pack of flies. That Arkansas bunch. They don't do anything exemplary well, but they do everything pretty well. I mean, they're they're not like crazy great at anything. You know, I, that Arkansas team's going to be a tough out. You got to really play solid baseball to beat those guys over the course of a series. 
Yeah, they, they believe in what they do, Tony. And as you said, they, they just don't beat themselves. They not, may not be great at anything, uh, but they're, they're certainly not flawed in many areas either. I, I'm going to, I'm going to buy Florida and I'm going to sell Vandy because it just makes me feel better after having to buy Florida. <laughs> 865-200-5402, if you want to jump in. We're joined by Evan Russell. It is TLD Logistics Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings. Evan has been so gracious throughout the year to join us on these Mondays and really has helped uh, make my Mondays just wonderful. And I know Bino and Brian feel the same way. It's just been an absolute blessing Amen. and a privilege to get a chance, and Evan has just passed all of his financial tests. Uh, he's in that that's that line now. And uh, Evan, if folks want to reach out to you, how do they do so? Yeah, you can look me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any sort of uh, social media. Um, pretty easy to get in touch with. Uh, anything. Um, I, I'm actually trying to now that I've passed my exams, trying to get some things going with camps and. Um, some lessons right. and stuff just to sort of stay in the game Good. as much as you can. So um, if you're interested in that, be on the lookout for that information as well. Well, as soon as you figure out what you want to do, I'd, I'd love to get you on our regular program and also talk about it in our blog, which is read by thousands, Evan. So the door is open to you. Uh, and, and let me ask you guys this. Let's kick us around and then be don't want to come to you. We're going to go to the phones as well, so. Everybody hang in there. I want to do some post-game stuff, post-game shows, once this thing gets real. Which should be the first game in the SEC that we should do a Garza Law extra innings? And Evan's already told me that he'll jump in and do the show with our uh, cast of characters. Um Brian, do you have a thought on that? What would be the first? What would be the first game that would be worthy of doing a post-game show for? I think tomorrow, because I believe if they don't win tomorrow, that their shot of their shot of hosting would probably be out the door. So tomorrow would be a good. It all starts with tomorrow's game, and they've got to win it. Stay alive to host. You know. Um, what were you thinking? I was thinking after game two, Tony. Um, uh, after If they lose after game one, I'm not coming on anyway. <laughs> I was thinking after game two as well. Because to me, if you get beat after game one, all we're going to do is get on here and beat on them. And what's the point? I mean, we already had a caller last hour say that Tony Vols. If they win is, game one. But if they lose game one, because we're going to have to commit to doing one, Brian. That's how this works. So if you lose game one, we already had a caller last hour, Evan, say that Tony Vols' decision to pull Dolander is the worst decision he's ever seen in the history of watching baseball in his 50-plus years of watching the sport. <laughs> So I don't think we need to rip the team anymore. <laughs> I mean, they won two out of three over the weekend, and Bino's on here accentuating the negative for an hour. It's a disgrace, Bino. My vote is... My bad. My vote is after the Arkansas game, uh, 
Evan, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think after the Arkansas game would be great. Um, I, I think we'll have a be- really good understanding of where they stand, and we'd be able to have some some theories on if they're going to host or not after that game. All right, let me I, ask this. I, I can, they, yeah, I go ahead. If they win the Arkansas game, I think it's an automatic host. I Bef- really do. Before I commit to it, because I think you're right, I think it's an automatic host for Tennessee. Before I commit to it, Brian, what time is that Arkansas game? Do we know? It'll be the same time as the game tomorrow. Boom! Around 2 o'clock. In! I'm in on that. I'm in all day. I got all all day for that. Hey, let me ask you all this. Who do you all think they start tomorrow? Lindsey? No. Sewell? Seth? Lindsey, no. Sewell, Seth? Brian, you sound committed. You sound committed, I'll go, Brian. I'll go with Halverson. Uh, I think I think they're going to go with Camden Sewell, man. I really do. And my reasoning is, if you look at his SEC tournament starts, and if you look at his starts as a whole, I'm pretty sure he's got like a career under two ERA as a starter. So I think that they know what they're getting with him, and they're, they, they understand that they're going to be able to out-hit this A&M team, if they give, if they just give them a chance, so I think that if they, if he goes up there and he doesn't walk people, pounds his own like he normally does, and his stuff is good, and if they, and there's the big if, if they play some good solid defense, uh, I think they'll they'll handle him with ease, really. Back to the phones we go eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get our first call in. Hello and welcome. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? Hi, welcome in, uh, W. Lynn. Uh, Bino, uh, first thing I want to do is give Fab Five Freddy some credit for a couple weeks ago. He said we could go 11 and 4 the last 15 SEC games, just like last year, and by golly, we did it, Bino. And that was right around the time, Bino, that I came on here and said it's time to play the kids and look for 2024. <laughs> uh, I. I, I I, I didn't believe Freddie either, uh, W. Lynn, so my bad, brother. Well, what's funny is, right, they went 11-4 and four and infuriated us at Georgia. <laughs> no, I mean, think about it, W. Lynn. <laughs> we got to quit being infuriated and just put our positive energy, Evan, toward this team. <laughs> but uh, uh, one thing I've noticed, Tony, is there's a group of five, and you touched on it, uh, Auburn, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, all have similar records. Now, to me, in the eyes of the committee, whoever does the best in this tournament of that that five who comes to the top is going to host, which means I think we have to win two, maybe three games in Hoover. Yeah, two minimum. Two minimum to even get in the conversation. Evan, I think two minimum – and and he might be right. If those other two teams, if those other teams are with you that are that are winning, it might take three here. Av, I think he might be right. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that, I think they're basically fighting against the the Auburn and Alabama teams. I, I think that they will look later into the season and, and see that we beat Kentucky two out of three. We beat South Carolina two out of three. Yeah. We have a better second half of the year overall record we have a better resume second half of the year so i think they will that we're basically competing against um them two 
uh, Alabama teams, really. Well, think of Auburn. They went 12-3 and three during the second half, yep. and I think they've won eight straight. Mm. Well, a buddy of mine told me, he said, you can always bet on Alabama. But their schedule at the end was easy with Missouri and Ole Miss. Or should I say you can always bet against Alabama, Bino? <laughs> if you bet on Alabama, you're going to be on photo, photo review, I think. Uh, yes, you would be on... You would you would be on review if you bet on Alabama. That's correct. Another positive we have is uh, we played all four of the top four: Florida, Arkansas, LSU, and Vandy. And I don't know how many other teams did that. Played all four of the top four, and the, so the committee will probably look at that. The thing that hurts Tennessee guys, we just got to call it what it is: that non-league schedule. Yeah. That non-league schedule, Evan, and I don't—I I guess it's really challenging with your Tony to get people to play you right now. But that—that that thing's abysmal, man. When you look at the RPI numbers, or the Brian, what is that strength of schedule number? Do we—do you have that overall number near you? It's bad. The non-league yeah, the schedule. Av- the average RPI of non-league opponents was like one fifty-nine. Lost to Boston College. Who's ranked? Well, you know, it doesn't hurt you to play Boston. I, I, I guess my point is I'd rather play some of those games and lose them than, than play some of these hoopties that we've played. And I know it's getting harder for them to find games and find opponents. But that's got to I, I be... do think they need to reevaluate their approach there, Tony. Yes. I do, too. Even I if you have to go on the bring, road. Oh, bring Tony Jones in here and let him set up the baseball skit. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing uh, one year... Three games here against Clemson. The next year, we got to go to Clemson play three games. The uh, non-league strength of schedule was 186. That's just not going to work. According yeah. to Warren Nolan. That's just not going to work. I mean, and again, I don't want to be – because I know it's a challenge, and I know they're trying to find people, and I know it's and had, hard. Yeah. A bunch of teams had an RPI over 200 that they played. Yeah, it's just – Above 150. It's just not good. That needs to be changed or something. They said our RPI went down because we beat Belmont. Tout works, Dublin. Hey, when you're playing teams, and listen, I appreciate the call. Get another call in here. But when you're playing teams that can't play, you're you're inheriting everybody that they've played. Just like our RPI went crazy after our first win over at South Carolina the other night. It went boom because you've inherited everybody they played. All their results, and the computers don't lie. Let's get our next call in. It is TLD Logistics Extra Innings. Evan Russell is with us, and we're back to our phones. Hello and welcome in. How you doing, Tony? Hey, Bill. Evan, how are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And uh, let's see here now. Bino, how are you? Okay, let's just get to the baseball. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Tony, I believe that our baseball team has a chance of really surprising some people in the SEC tournament. And it would not surprise me that they can win it. I really do believe, look, we have the pitching. Now, if our infield, now if our infield maybe can, uh, can straighten themselves out without making a lot of errors, the bottom line is their chances of winning the SCC tournament are pretty good. 
Hey, Evan, here's something I've never been able to figure out through the years. I want you to get real with me here, okay? It okay. looks like some of the teams in the SEC tournament try and some of the teams don't. It looks like some of them are all in and some of them can't wait to get the hell out and get on with the, the, the quote-unquote real postseason. Am, am I misreading that or is that an accurate description of that? No, I think everyone goes in there wanting to win. Um, But I do think that some people or some teams get caught up in the extra stuff. Uh, For example, my sophomore year, we went in there and we were an eight seed or we we were a nine seed and we were playing the the first game. Um, And we had missed the year before due to not being good enough. So we get there. They put us in a hotel. Uh, You're in a hotel with a a mall that's attached to it. You have all these restaurants, all these these outside outside curricular things that you could do. Um, and, and it's easy to get caught up in it. So I know firsthand that our team was sort of starstruck um, by how cool it was and, and everything that was going on. And we lost focus uh, of performing throughout the, the game and focusing on the task at hand. Um, and I think that a lot of teams end up doing that whenever they don't have maturity in the locker room. Uh, people that have been there before, and uh, I, I can assure you that there was a different vibe the year after uh, compared to the year before, just based on who we had um, being the leaders of the team. You know, you told me exactly what Burks told me down through the years, because my my sense of that thing has been that some teams are like, "Yeah, I'm here to win." You know, isn't that your kind of? You and I have talked about that down through. Haven't we talked about that on here about how it looks like some people are there to play and some people are there to get out of there yeah and evan that's uh i'm i'm glad tony broached that that's something i wanted to ask you about because it you know as fans when we have a team like you guys had a couple years ago and the year before you'd seen mississippi state go down there and absolutely stink it up and then go and win the college world series you know my thought was last year hey let's get in and out of here and save our arms and that kind of thing but uh so the, the players basically focus in on winning regardless of what it means for their postseason, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think it's a great way for the coach to sort of figure out what they have um, in case they needed a game four starter in the regional or they needed uh, this certain matchup with a guy on the mound or they needed someone that could come off the bench in a big-time situation in a elimination game, win-or-go-home type type environment and see who performs so um i I think it's always beneficial to to go deep into those tournaments and and to do well um but you know that is a great argument because if you look at the past two years uh the teams that have stuck it up in the sec tournament have went on to to do well in omaha so well chris burke asked me one time and i'm maybe somebody has an answer here but he said to me, he said, Tony, how many competitors do you know that when they walk on the field don't want to win anything? These are high, like you and Bino when you say teams don't, you know, don't want to win. I mean, Bill, can you think of anybody that, you know, walks on the field and wants to lose? Can you think of anybody, Bill? Yeah, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Boom! Mic drop, Brian Hartman. 
that's just wrong to set up Brownie Boy. I can, I can think of another team that uh, walked on the field. Well, never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> Bill, anything else for us? Okay. Uh, first, of, first of all, to your last, last Friday, I had I had a great time watching my uh, nephew graduate. Bill, we're doing. Bill, tomorrow, call me and we'll do our general call. Okay, we're in the middle of like a live podcast here, recording. Unfortunately, oh. you're you're going to get cut out of it. You know, I can't say that to him, can I? I can't just turn on him, can I, and, and yeah, get him was, off the that air was like cheap that? Shot. What was it? What was a cheap shot? He took a cheap shot at me there. Again, about um, the Celtics. More editing, more editing <laughs> on a program presented by our friends, ladies and gentlemen. You bow your head when you say thy name. TLD Logistics, so much more than just a trucking company. TLD Logistics every day. Listen, whatever your challenges are. Relating to shipping, you call TLD Logistics. They are going to figure it out from there online at tldlogistics.com. And if you're an owner-operator, a spot for you awaits on our team with tremendous opportunity for you to grow online, tldlogistics.com. And remember, driver training classes are forming as well if you've always thought about getting into uh, that wonderful field, TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. More with Evan Russell, 865-200-5402, as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. The great Evan Russell is with us. It's TLD Logistics, Tennessee Baseball, Extra Innings. It's getting real. Evan had a point he wanted to make uh, regarding... Just that tournament. Go ahead, Evan. 
Yeah, I think it's pretty cool if you look back on last year specifically um, that we won the SEC championship and we didn't trail a single game. And, you know, then we don't even end up making it to Omaha and four or five of our competitors in that tournament are still playing while we're on the couch. So um, I, I think that even though this SEC tournament doesn't really mean much, um, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's still a very difficult tournament to do well in. Um, but uh, I, I think Tennessee has sort of an advantage because they're playing for something and they're playing for uh, something really more significant than a lot of other teams besides Alabama and Auburn. Well, the great Jim Peters of TLD Logistics, we were talking about the tournament. He said, man, you got to come down. you got to see this thing. And Burke's told me that for years. Burke's like, man, it is just... It, the pageantry, the different fan bases, it's a tremendous celebration of baseball. You know those LSU people who are a lot like Kentucky fans and their love for the game are going to be out there in full force. Um, Alabama and Auburn are both pretty decent, which means they're probably going to bring some fans. Vanderbilt probably, you know, bring all ten of theirs. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's. Um, I mean, the, the two whistlers will be there for sure. The two whistlers will be there. Somebody needs to go well, go right up to them and shove a soft pretzel in their face. I think an Ole Miss fan did last year, or one year. But Evan, I I don't understand a tor- a tournament where for two years in a row. Now, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. The the Ole Miss team got did did they where did what did they do last year? Do you guys remember in the deal? Yeah, we were supposed to play the winner of Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, um, and, and Vanderbilt beat them. So uh, th- it was an elimination game, and there was a lot of people that thought Ole Miss didn't have a chance of making it after that game. But clearly, you saw what happened. And if you'd have played them, you know, Evan, I guess it just kind of speaks to the randomness that Tony talked about uh, of, of baseball. I, I mean, if you're good enough, basically, that you've already earned a place in the regional, there are three weeks between the SEC tournament and when you would play in Omaha. And three weeks is just an eternity in baseball. It's wild to think about. Well, here's a question for you guys. Because didn't Mississippi State the year before, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they, like, get embarrassed in that deal and then go win it? Isn't that what happened? They got run real twice, I think. Yes, and then they won the whole thing. As an, I think they were the overall nine seed, maybe. We, didn't we clobber them, or am I mis, misremembering that? They, yes, they beat them the one time they played down there. They, they kicked it. It was their elimination game in the SEC tournament when they beat them something like 11-1 to 1 or something like that. How surprised, Evan, were you guys that those guys were in uh, Omaha with you? <laughs> it really don't even make sense. Um, and, and like I was saying before, when we were off air, that if you try to look into it, you know, from an analytical side of it, it, it you'll want to rip your hair out. Just because, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think either team was that, that talented whenever we saw them, but um, they got hot at the right time. And if you get hot and you start playing really well together, and you start getting some momentum, you, anything's possible. Well, here's a question for you guys. That's a, one of my great unanswered questions, okay, off last year's team. 
Would it have been better off if you guys would have gotten out of there early? Did winning ratchet up the pressure that much more on the quote-unquote super team that you were a part of? Because so many of these super teams in that sport fall short. I mean, we all know the this, this stat about number one seeds that carry that distinction into the postseason haven't haven't it's like like haven't made omaha since 99 is that right they don't even get out of the super region no yeah so i i just wonder would have been you think you guys because that was a great memory i mean that was an incredible think about this now when several thousand of our fans went down there on sunday and you guys walked out of that dugout what was going through your mind when you looked up in the stands evan it, it was the coolest thing. It, it was the coolest environment to play in front of and to to win. Um, I, I wouldn't give it up for sure. Now, if you told me if I could give it up to win the national championship, I'd do it a hundred percent. But you know that that was such a cool cool week. Um, the, the games whenever we played the LSU at night was unbelievable. Um, that championship game against Florida was unbelievable, and, and the teams that we played. Uh, they, they brought their fans as well, so it, it was super competitive. Um, there was no no doubt that both teams were trying to win, and uh, I I don't know I, I don't know if it had any impact on the regional and super regional, but um, I will say that I, I wouldn't have traded it in for the world. I don't think. I love that answer, guys. It was an absolute pleasure doing this one more week. Evan, in 30 seconds or less, if folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? Yeah, you can contact me on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any sort of social media. Pretty easy to, to get in touch with. Um, any sort of baseball questions. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I got uh, our good friend, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland this week. Miles, I hope you're having a great day so far. Oh, yeah. I'm having a great day. Excellent. So what uh, what kind of specials we got this week? Well, this week we got ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, assorted pork chops for a dollar fifty nine a pound, T-bone steaks four ninety nine a pound, Nestle Pure Life twenty four pack water three for eleven, and Coca Cola twelve pack cans and eight pack bottles both two for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, seven a.m. to nine p.m. Located right there on West Seventh Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, people need to come in and check them out and. Uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And, uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They do really help everybody out when they come in. So we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.